A note before we get started. We talk briefly about depression and suicide in this episode. If you or someone you know is experiencing mental health issues, we have a list of resources available to help. It's at our website, michiganradio.org kids. Hi, I'm Maisie Perry, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast hosted by teens about teens. Part of being a teen is realizing that things are not as simple as they seem, that there's a darker side to the world that maybe we're just seeing for the first time. It's also a time when some of us, hopefully, figure out ways to deal with that. Here's freshman Scarlett London. When school started this fall, I was just a scared little freshman. My friends from eighth grade had all split up and gone to different schools. My grades suddenly mattered. All of my routines, everything I had known, completely changed really fast. As our schedules quickly fill up and more stress is put on us, there's something nice and easy about a good first kiss story. At least, that's what I thought when I set out to tell this story, that it would be nice and easy, maybe funny too. And it is all of those things. But there's some darkness in here too, which I didn't expect. But part of growing up is understanding how complicated life can be. Maybe your school podcast project gets hijacked by a global pandemic. Maybe a first kiss story is about more than a kiss. Have you had your first kiss yet? No. No. Yes. Yes, I have. I think a long time ago, yeah. I was 14 I was the summer after my freshman year. I think I was 13. Do you want to tell us the story? Um. Um. um, (laughs) No. I'm good. Oh my god, I'm blushing. Sure, so we were watching Queer Eye, (laughs) and we were just on the carpet, and then I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Many had positive memories of their first kiss. It was in Nashville, Tennessee, no, Knoxville, Tennessee. I mean, apparently he liked me too, and um, we kissed, and it was real nice. For some, it was not as fabulous as they hoped. I did not enjoy my first kiss. We were at West Park, lying on the grass, just like listening to Taylor Swift. He asked if he could kiss me, and I was very like, contemplative so I like thought about it for like a good five minutes and then I said yes but it was just so like wet I don't know definitely got a lot better as it went on but like kind of like slobbery and just like mm. do you want to tell me about your first kiss it was with this boy who I had had a crush on for a while we like spent a lot of time together in the summer because we both swam on the same swim team One day after swim practice, it was raining, and we went over to this little playground. And I just remember sitting there, and I was like, is it going to happen? Like, I really want it to happen, but I don't know how that would ever happen. And I just remember, like, I, like, turned and looked, and he was, like, right there. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I, like, leaned in, and my eyes were just wide open. And I, like, pulled back, and he looks at me and goes... Why were your eyes open? Was that your first kiss? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry. Like, I didn't mean to just take it like that. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Do you still see this boy? I don't. um, Yeah, he unfortunately is no longer with us. He, yeah, he was struggling 
with a lot of mental health issues and depression and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Her answer stopped me in my tracks. One of her closest friends had taken his own life. What had started as a lighthearted, playful conversation turned into something much darker. I mean, I was grieving for a long, long time. Certain songs would remind me of him. And like he had made me several playlists that I had on my Spotify and just all that kind of stuff. It made me a lot more aware of others and like what people are going through because that realization of like, all right, guys, like people are really having a hard time here. And it's not something that we can just kind of push to the side anymore because like it's starting to take a toll. I know I personally have struggled with depression throughout high school and I know it's like cliche or whatever but school is just it's such a stressor maybe not necessarily the root cause of a depression but anxiety for sure I feel like we have this expectation that you got to have all your stuff together you got to have your grades together you got to know what you're doing after school you got to be ready for your standardized tests like all of that and you have to have extracurriculars because if you don't then you're lazy or you don't care I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about how high school takes a toll. When you go into high school, teachers always tell you, if you want to get into college, you need to get re- like really, really good grades and and really apply yourself. And you know, I'm here. Like, obviously, it can be hard. I mean, I'm only in my freshman year, but I'm already starting to see that. You know. Here's my overall advice. If you fail one test, you are not a failure. That's that's my biggest takeaway of high school. If you fail a test, if you fail an assignment, if you fail a project, you are not a failure. And I feel like that is it's so instilled that, oh, you failed that, like you aren't good enough. No, that's not true. Maybe you didn't understand the material. Maybe you didn't put enough time into it, but like you as a person are not a failure. Pretty much, I would just say, don't sweat the small stuff. When I began reporting on this story, I had no idea it would go in this direction. Of course, high school's more than just first kisses and first exams. But for a lot of us, a first kiss marks a transition, from being a kid to being a young adult, a moment we can hold on to as our lives continue to get more complicated. Coming up after the break, there's a lot of good about social media, but there's also some stuff out there that can make us feel pretty bad about ourselves. Anytime I post a picture on like Instagram, I'm constantly like checking how many likes I'm getting, like how many comments I'm getting, like am I getting enough like likes and comments compared to my friends? Self-image and the feed, coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Maisie Perry, and this is Kids These Days, a show about teens, what we're thinking about, laughing about, and stressing about. And part of being a teen in 2020 is being super busy. Here's high school junior Lacey Cooper. From the moment you wake up, it's go, go, go. 
You pick out your clothes, grab breakfast if there's time, then it's off to school. Then after school, there's rehearsals, practices, working, working out, tutoring, hanging out, homework, procrastinating, texting, snapping, scrolling. But finally, it's time for dinner. Wait, Lacey led the two of spades, Yeah, so right? she's going to get it unless mom... Maybe you play a game of hearts with your family before bed. But why are we going this way? All right, how are you going to bed, buddy? Come on. Bedtime. Good night, honey. Once we all go to our rooms, the house is quiet, lights are off, doors are closed. And suddenly, we're left alone with our thoughts. What college am I going to go to? How am I going to pay for college? When were they hanging out? So many followers compared to me. I wish my life looked like that. I wonder what happened at that party I missed. Are they mad at me? One thing that's been a constant in our lives is social media. We can't talk about what it's like to be a teen today without talking about social media and how it can mess with our self-image. Like this teen, who won't post a picture of herself unless she's convinced it's perfect. Like at least like five of my friends to like approve it before I post it. I'll like send the photo I'm going to post to all my friends and like every group chat to like make sure it's okay before I post it. Two community high students aren't having it. Ruby Taylor's a senior, and Lily Sickman-Garner's a junior, and they wanted to know. How do we consume more of the content that makes us feel good? And why do we keep following the accounts that make us feel bad? I think it's completely an addiction. (laughs) This is my friend Angelina. We both just graduated high school. She's big into fashion and follows a lot of influencers online. I definitely find myself like comparing myself to everyone else I see on social media and anytime I post a picture on like Instagram I'm constantly like checking how many likes I'm getting like how many comments I'm getting like am I getting enough like likes and comments compared to my friends but it's not just about the likes and the comments definitely on like a deeper level like just affects the way I see myself. It's like one thing to be in person, like walking down the halls and like just be like looking at like all of the other girls and like what they're wearing and like what their body looks like, but like really like seeing it and being able to just like stare for hours on social media is just completely different. The tricky part about adolescence is the parts of your brain that are still developing are the parts that are really kind of seeking out some of these social connections and can feel really hurt by social rejection. And you're also really, really thinking about how you fit in in comparison to others. That's Christia Brown, a professor of psychology at the University of Kentucky. She's written about how teenagers interact with social media. Brown says if kids take a lot of selfies and post them to get a bunch of likes, then they have lower body image over time, so they feel worse about their body. They feel more shame about their body. So the more you think about your body, unfortunately, you don't think a lot about it and think, oh, wow, I look fabulous. Usually when you think a lot about your body, you actually feel worse about it. One way to get out of that bad feedback loop is to stop checking your phone so much. That's what Angelina did, and it's been helping. Yeah, recently I stopped caring as much about social media just because I feel like I've like gained a lot more confidence in myself, and I've stopped needing as much like desire to constantly be getting like attention, and like I don't need other people to be telling me like I'm great if like I'm starting to believe it more myself. 
we know that social media isn't all bad, because if it was all bad, we would just ditch it, right? But we use it to connect with our friends, learn about the world, share ridiculous videos that make us laugh. Christia Brown, the expert we talked to earlier, she says social media is a great way to connect with people, especially if you're seeking body representation. Think about it. If you have a body type that isn't really represented in the mainstream media, where are you going to turn? Social media. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. And that brings us to Ruby, a different Ruby. Ruby is a high school senior who's a member of a body positive club at the NYC Lab School in New York City. And she's on all the typical platforms. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, but that's not fun. And Ruby has discovered the body positive community on social media. There are a lot of teen influencers and adult influencers who will go on these platforms and say, like, no, we're not going to shame. It has rolls. It has a nice little muffin top. And that's We're actually going to, like, lift ourselves up. I will not reserve my happiness for a later date or a later wait. So taking part in that is, I would say, like, a positive of social media. It wasn't always like that. Back when Ruby was a freshman in high school, she followed a lot of random accounts online. People would show up in her feed. Talking about how they're like one pound overweight. And I'm like, I do not need this at 4 a.m. on a Saturday morning. So she started filtering out all that toxic content from her social media feed. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows now. The people she follows now, they're open and honest. They're mostly women, and they talk about their insecurities and promote open discussion and body positivity. Knowing that people my own age or people younger than me, people older than me, have these same, like, doubts and have these same moments where they are sort of, like, not the happiest with their body or with their self is really what has allowed me to, like, have that overall outlook of, like, like, loving my, like, body and myself. Yeah, seeing influencers on social media can definitely make me doubt myself and feel like I'm not good enough. So I try to follow a lot of body positive accounts, especially on Instagram. It's boosted my self-confidence. Being open to hearing other people talk about this and like witnessing that you're not alone in this, like slowly, but it will happen. You'll like stop feeling so down or like you'll discover that, like, hey, I'm not in this alone. There are other people I can turn to. And after talking with Angelina, Ruby, and Christia Brown, this is what we came up with. Social media is what you make of it. If you follow people who post negative content or who make you feel inferior, you're going to have a bad experience. It's impossible to create the, quote, perfect feed. But if you take the time to curate your feed, filter out all the toxic stuff that you can, and follow people who focus on lifting themselves and others up, social media can be a really useful tool for your own personal growth. Next time on Kids These Days, we're talking about our phones. It just started to get bad when we just started having trust issues. Location sharing, response time. We're going to talk about all the unspoken rules of social media and how they can really mess things up if you don't follow them. Kids These Days is a collaboration between Community High School in Ann Arbor and Michigan Radio. 
The team includes senior producer Rachel Ishikawa, executive producer Jennifer Guerra, engineer Bob Scon. Jen Guerra edited the show with help from Sarah Hewlett. And here are the students who worked on this episode. Reporting for this episode by Lacey Cooper, Scarlett London, Lily Sickman-Garner, and Ruby Taylor. Jordan Depadova, Maisie Perry, and Ruby Taylor helped edit. Our theme music is by Jordan Depadova and Max Steiger. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions. Logo by Mia Goldstein. Special thanks to Michigan Radio's Zoe Clark, Vince Duffy, Jody Westrick, Emma Winowicki, Paulette Parker, and Katie Raymond. And special thanks to our community high teacher, Tracy Anderson. I'm Maisie Perry. See you next time.